0: Solana and its ecosystem have been the best performers of this new crypto bull market. But is it overhyped? Has it gone too far? And is it potentially time to sell before a rotation into other assets? Obviously, the real leader of this bull market is Bitcoin. But as it consolidates, we are seeing altcoins go mad all over the place. But is the Solana hype too much? Is it time to rotate that capital potentially back to Bitcoin. I'm going to discuss this and a lot more with one of my favorite guests today, Mike Alfred. And we've got Texas West Capital on the back half to share his charts and trades. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Malker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and hit that like button. Mike Alfred is uh, coming off looking like a prophet every time we have him on this show, right? Uh, We know that nobody has a crystal ball and it's very hard to make predictions. But he has been consistently nailing his thoughts every single time he comes on. We're going to talk about in a second. Obviously, the last time he was on, he said, hey, man, buy some Bitcoin miners. I did that. And I'm up 2x. Well, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks, not very long. I'm going to bring you on. Mike, when when was that even conversation? I didn't check, but uh, I'm, I'm up 2x. I i am owe you a nice, very large magnum of Camus. I think.
1: I think you're up more than that.
0: Yeah, 2.5x. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Iris was... Like three dollars three, three uh, in yeah, November. It's like now nine. it's it's nine something pre market, and the the miners are gonna rip again today. This week is supposed to be a quiet week in the markets, um, but not for the Bitcoin ecosystem plays. Like it's it's been quite interesting. Yesterday was a really big day. Today looks like it's gonna be a really big day. Like, don't sleep on the end of the year. We could get one of the biggest moves in the year in the next two or three trading days.
0: I mean, it's the Santa Claus rally that has consistently happened over time in TradFi markets. right? It's, a, it's obviously a known thing. I think two out of three Decembers have performed exceptionally well since the history, and, and in the history of the stock market, but the, and particularly in this week yep. between Christmas and New Year's. And if you actually dig into it, I wrote a newsletter on it today. Depending on how well markets do this week is a very good predictor of actually the next year. So a uh, down Santa Claus you know, between Christmas and New Year's usually means a down next year and an up means a lot of optimism coming into the next year. But,
1: but I just want to point out one thing because I think it's very important. Normally, yes, it's just a week that's kind of where you float higher, right? People are on vacation, um, trading volumes are lower. That is not what we're seeing at all in Bitcoin miners. Cypher did 30 million shares yesterday. It was their biggest day of trading since they went public. Their biggest day previously was last week. Right. And they were averaging 2 million shares a day for most of this year. They did 30 million yesterday on a slow trading week. Stock was up 23%. At one point it was up 32%. It was squeezing the shorts. And pre-market right now, it's squeezing another 12 or 13%. So this is not typical uh, you know, Santa Claus rally behavior. Santa Claus rally behavior is just a slow yeah, drift up where there's no selling pressure and you just kind of bleed higher. This is a squeeze. And I yeah. think people need to be watching, they should be back at their desk watching this the next three days because there may be more money to be made in the next two or three trading days than there has been in months.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's very clear that Bitcoin itself, Bitcoin adjacent equities and the crypto market are untethered from everything else at the moment. They are trading on this ETF hype. We're now two weeks, I think, today away from January 10th. That'll be Wednesday, two weeks from now, which is the you know D-Day for an ETF approval. And these miners are just high beta. So it's you're you're just it's like a leverage play on all this hype that's that's doing exceptionally well. And then I want to flip to Solana, which also is trading that way. But well, like, go you use
1: the you use the word hype. Um, I would use the word catalyst because we've never had an institutional catalyst this clear that changes fundamentally the market structure for how Bitcoin should trade. And so uh, I think it's much more substantive, right? Like you've got BlackRock, Fidelity, Invesco. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are likely to drive billions of dollars of flows in Q1 alone uh, coming, and and I think we're going to look at each other, Scott, in literally three weeks or a month, and say, can you believe we spent any time talking to each other on this stream or or doing anything, Christmas shopping, sitting by the tree, drinking eggnog, instead of just buying the crap out of Bitcoin uh, this week because it's going to seem so obvious after the approval. Um, you know, just one thing on the trading structure too. I would have expected Bitcoin to be at 50 or 55K, given the likelihood of an approval is like over 90, maybe over 95%. But we're still trading at 43, basically. Like yesterday, we drifted under 42. I wasn't planning on buying more in the fund yesterday, but I just started buying because I said, I just don't see how we stay at these levels unless the ETF doesn't get approved. So I I just think this is one of those moments where we're going to pinch ourselves later And we're going to say, wow, I can't believe that there was a moment in time where we only had a week or two to go. We could get an approval next week, by the way. We could get a signaling of an approval in the first couple trading days of next year. Um, So anyway, I just think now's an incredible time to be invested in this ecosystem. And people need to to get long if they're not long, because otherwise they're going to regret it soon.
0: Yeah. I was saying this yesterday on on Macro Monday and and you know, I usually want to countertrade my sentiment when it's this strong, but all I see is tailwinds for Bitcoin right now. And I think this might be one of those times where that just makes sense. Obviously, having ETF election year, liquidity, potentially a pivot coming and, and uh, liquidity coming back into the market. There's a lot of, lot of tailwinds here, but you just said something important. You said, I don't know why we're wasting time talking. Uh, we should just be buying Bitcoin. There's someone who has wasted no time uh, talking and is just buying Bitcoin. And that's this guy, Michael Saylor, MicroStrategy has acquired an additional 14,620 Bitcoin for 615.7 million at an average price of 42,110 per bitcoin. As of 1226-23, MicroStrategy now hodls 189,150 Bitcoin acquired for 5.9 billion at an average price of 31,168. This guy is $6 billion worth of Bitcoin. Purchased at thirty-one thousand dollars, as we trade at forty-three thousand dollars. What an absolute monster!
1: Yeah, it's un- unbelievable. He's he's just under, I think, one percent of current outstanding supply. I think he's pushing pretty hard, knowing that um, just like for the average public uh, member of the public, like the time is running out to buy Bitcoin under fifty, and then probably next year people will be saying the time is running out to buy it under sixty or eighty, and so he's just doing what you should do when you have this level of conviction and you understand that that bitcoin's better money it accrues purchasing power in dollar terms and the gap accounting is going to change and so he's going to look a lot smarter when he can mark up that bitcoin as it moves up this cycle other corporates and and nation states are going to figure this out and want to denominate more of their balance sheet i mean look all these central banks still hold gold gold hasn't done anything in years like i understand that gold's a better asset than holding the dollar uh, under your mattress but like compared to bitcoin it it's almost worthless at this point like it just doesn't it's not tuned for the digital world the way bitcoin is it's not as scarce it's not as useful it's not divisible you know it's harder to hold it it's harder to verify it so anyway i think sailors obviously that's that's the last time we we met in person i think was at his
0: <laughs> his house his
1: house so i you know <laughs> he he brings us all together as a community um and you know love the guy Love the strategy. I'm a shareholder of MicroStrategy in my IRA. I probably should have it in the the fund too. But again, those those minor infrastructure plays are much more levered to the price, and and that proves. I think is up 300 between 300 and 400 percent year to date. Uh, Marathon, Cipher, and Iris are all up well over 600. Uh, Cipher and Marathon are approaching 700 percent, and as of today, they'll they'll go over 700 percent year to date. So the returns speak for themselves. Like MicroStrategy is actually a relatively conservative. Strategy, believe it or not, compared to the miners,
0: literally, literally, the guy is going to probably go down in history as one of the greatest investors of all time simply by dollar cost averaging.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, the pubs were right. He's
0: he's not looking at a chart and trying to figure out uh, how to time this market. He literally gets huge amounts of money and just buys all at once. And I just think
1: it's so hilarious when these high time preference traders try to troll him because they he didn't he didn't uh, bottom tick. The, Dude, right your buying
0: resistance. I can't believe yeah. it.
1: Like, and it's just like th- these guys, like they're they're penny flipping for you know like maybe a million dollar gain, and, and sailors playing for tens, if not hundreds of billions. Um, anybody who's ever traded in large, like truly large size, like if you've accumulated, as I did this year, say seven million shares of like a single micro cap miner, you start to realize the limits of liquidity. Like it's really hard to trade the, those stocks because you end up becoming the whole market at some point. And so I have a, a appreciation for what he's trying to do. And so I just chuckle when these traders that are trading like a couple of Bitcoin at a time are trying to troll Sailor. Like it's just it's very short-sighted. It looks really, really stupid and sad.
0: Okay. Well, that's a good pivot into a conversation on a specific altcoin. I think that there's been a lot of situations where Massive Whales ends up with a huge position in one of these things that's largely a liquid and they can or cannot buy or sell it at any given time. Solana obviously has been driving this market. I've heard a lot of theories, by the way, tinfoil hat largely, about why this is happening. Yesterday, the new one I got was from my 75-year-old neighbor, literally, who texted me and said, I heard a theory and it's that all the Solana whales are pumping the hell out of Solana so that they can get whole on their FTX claims, which by the way, makes a lot of sense because if you were like a Voyager creditor like me, they sold the bottom. Now, if you've been just waiting and uh, hanging around, Solana's up enough that it could make FTX creditors largely whole. The other one I've heard is that Bonk, this is the the, the other tinfoil hat, is that Bonk is literally just all the big Solana holders and whales pumping the shit out of a meme coin to bring more liquidity into the ecosystem. But here's your tweet. Solana bro euphoria has reached a fever pitch. Under the surface, though, things are not well. Smart money was in at $15 and dumber and dumber money has been piling in ever since. Coin is wildly overvalued and will likely crash. Looking for another short entry at 125, 130. Want a 2X, 3X my profit from yesterday's 20-minute scalp? Please send charity recommendations. You're hilarious. A, what does it mean under the surface things are not well?
1: Well, so l- l- let me just start with some context. Um, my, my view on Solana is just that the sentiment had gotten like wildly extreme on the bullish side. So so for the most part, my, my tweet is, is more about the behavior of the Solana bros and how emotional they all seem to have gotten all of a sudden. It's like way too early in the cycle to be this, this emotional. And it's a huge red flag historically, like almost certainly marked some sort of shorter intermediate term top. Um, that said, like we're in a bull market. So I said this on the space the other day, like Solana is probably going to go to 500 or a thousand dollars, maybe higher. Um, so this is not really a long-term call. It's not uh, a call where I've done like this deep fundamental work, and I've decided you know Solana's shit or something like that. Um, it's more that these people seem like they're absolutely unhinged. Um, there, they do. There does seem to be some piling in behavior. The 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 coin's obviously run too far too fast, and it was due for a correction. Um, and I enjoy trolling this community. I, I I've done it before with Hex. <laughs> I did it before with Cardano. Um, you know, and so obviously with the companies like the the Celsius, I, I wasn't really trolling. I was trying to help people, uh, understand, but I don't, I don't think people in Solana are going to lose that much money, to be honest. Like no, if the cycle didn't. goes the way that I think it will, Ethereum is going to go to like 10 or 20 or 30,000, like Bitcoin is going to go to 200,000 or 300,000. Solana is going to go to a thousand and it doesn't really matter in the short term what the fundamentals are. So like you have to take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt it is quite interesting that people want to engage with these tweets at this level. Like the the Solana supporters are like very emotional and very angry. Uh, so that doesn't really bode well, in my opinion, for the for the long term, because they, if they're really that confident, they should just like keep building. My my suspicion is that the VCs are propping it up to some degree. Like a lot of the tokens are held by a small group of insiders. They are subsidizing the validators from what I can tell to the tune of, you know, the research says 100 million a month. Um, that seems like a lot to me to like, try to pretend that you're decentralized when you're really not. And obviously the, the chain is shut down a bunch in previous cycles. Uh, so there's, there are a lot of reasons to be concerned, but again, like the, the token could go up a lot. So I'm not saying it won't do that. It, it very well might go up quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. I
0: think that's a pragmatic approach and really important to specify time preference. Like I, I agree with you. It feels very euphoric right now. Um, which means maybe you can buy lower but you know you're more aggressive saying you would short it. I would be looking to buy Solana for that big move through the cycle that you'd be talking about, just at a at a lower price. And like I know you you say you love trolling these communities, which is hilarious. Cardano and Hex. I don't view I, community wise the euphoria. I can see the corollaries, but as far as the underlying asset, I really do believe that Solana has you know with Fire Dancer coming. I think they fundamentally have survived. A major, major stress test, you know, and so I do think that Solana lasts and does well, as you said, with time.
1: Yeah, you might, you might be right. I'm, I'm really not making that, that call. Uh, I yeah. put out one tweet on Solana, like, uh, what was it, maybe a week ago, just saying, hey, like the fundamentals really need to catch up to to the price. Yeah, I think uh, it's overhyped, and 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 the response I got to that was so strong that you know, I was out for a run, of course, as usual, I was out for a run. And I'm like, man, what could I say here to like really test this and see like how unhinged these people are. And for whatever reason, that tweet, I mean, it got 700,000 impressions. Like it really shouldn't, right? It's just one guy's opinion that is kind of short-term overbought and that, you know, you should be shorting in that 125 area. Um, You know, it went from 125 to 105 or 106 or whatever. It's probably going to bounce... Back, I haven't looked today, but everything's sort of ripping today. So, like, I'd be surprised if there was a lot more follow through. But it does look like the momentum, the outperformance that it had for the last uh, few months, is sort of like at least temporarily, it, it, it's kind of gone away. And I do think Ethereum will catch up. By the way, I think,
0: yes, okay, let's, I think Ethereum's uh, going to
1: ca- catch up um, in over the next few months. Like, especially with the Bitcoin catalyst. Historically, when when Bitcoin has a big catalyst, Ethereum tends to catch up. And so the way I've been playing that personally is that Grayscale Ethereum Trust, um, ETHE. Like when I started buying, I was trading at a 15% discount to underlying spot. The sentiment on Ethereum is like literally the reverse opposite of Solana. Like people are giving up on it. People are saying it's not useful anymore, even though the metrics say otherwise. Like, of course, people still use it, even if they use it via layer two on top of it. So anyway, I I picked up a position. um, It was originally like two hundred and twenty. Thousand shares now i've upped it uh yesterday to two hundred and fifty-three thousand shares and i may take it up to three hundred thousand shares it's trading at like uh 19 um and i think it's probably going to go to like 60 uh, or 80 yeah. this, this next what's year the and
0: discount now what's the current i, I haven't even
1: i haven't even looked, I haven't looked. um yeah. I, I haven't looked in the last couple days because once i decided to take a position i felt that i understood the levels on the actual instrument and that's the thing like just like gbtc these things sometimes trade they trade in correlation with the underlying spot asset, but sometimes they they veer from that. So once you get a sense for the levels on it, it it doesn't matter so much because this type of uh, asset it if Ethereum goes up next year, ETHE will go up more simply because there's a, right. a discount yeah. to, to yeah, it's our a 10 bear. ten point
0: two eight percent what I'm seeing here. I just looked yeah. this up.
1: So some direction. of it's already closed. And you know, I'm up on the position, I think my average is like eighteen forty something. Um, although I'm adding, so I'm going to bring that average up. But like I said, I think it's a sixty dollar thing. So it's probably a two hundred percent type of return at the low end. I mean, obviously, if Ethereum wakes up and runs to five or ten thousand next year, this trust could could triple. It could go up four x. Who knows, yeah. right?
0: Listen, I may be dead ass wrong, but for the last four to five months, at least once every three weeks, I write an entire newsletter on why I think Ethereum is an opportunity. I love the dead. St- it's dead and going to zero sentiment that you talked about. And that I think it's going to be the trade. And like we've seen now, it's not just Solana, it's the Solana ecosystem, right? All the meme coins in Solana and all the other things. And we've seen that sort of rotate to AVAX and you saw the AVAX launch pads and all these things have their temporary move. I think Ethereum will get that and it'll be sustained. And I think a lot of that will be captured by layer twos. There's things people probably aren't watching. Like this is a lesser known, but I've been holding it forever. Metis, it's a layer two on Ethereum. Look at, I mean, look at this chart. Look at what it's done in the past few days. You're talking about hundreds and hundreds, you know, of, of percent gains. Matic, another huge layer two, finally starting to move now, well over a, a dollar. I just think that we're starting to see the initial, the initial sort of uh moves of that rotation back into Ethereum.
1: Yeah, and I I like that Ethereum's been around for two full cycles, and it's actually outperformed Bitcoin over big chunks of both of those cycles. Um, I think people are underestimating the, its staying power. To me, it looks a lot like the value stocks that I typically evaluate, where like sentiments turn negative, but like the underlying uh, economics are fine. Ethereum's inflation uh, schedule and supply issuance is better than a lot of these other tokens that are inflating at a much faster rate, including Solana. Um, so I think I think there's just a point. I don't know when there's a point in the next few quarters where it turns around and it starts to outperform um, Solana. It's to, it outperforms Bitcoin for periods of time. Again, don't recommend it over Bitcoin. I own a lot of Bitcoin. I own a lot of miners. It's my by far my biggest position. But this ETHE trust, I, I don't know. It's almost five million now total yeah. exposure. Like it's just it's almost like a hedge because I don't know for sure what's going to happen this cycle. And of course, there's going to be an alt rally. There's going to be some of these other things that work, and so ins- instead of just closing my mind to that and saying I'm all in on Bitcoin, I want to have exposure to something else. It helps you stick with your your primary trades too, right? Like if you're if you're primarily long Bitcoin, but you own a little bit of Ethereum exposure, if Ethereum rips, you're not worried. You're not trying to trying to capture that at all because you're kind of already in it. So to me, it's it's like a it's like a hedge, but it's just a, a long position.
0: Yeah, there's a few other things in my mind that are, have tailwinds here for Ethereum. Assuming we get this Bitcoin spot ETF approval, whether we're going to get an Ethereum spot ETF approval or not, that will be the shifting narrative and everybody's going to be talking about how BlackRock right. is, has filed for an Ethereum spot ETF and we're we'll pushing for that. I don't know that Gary's going to give it to us, but I think there's a huge narrative. And I want to point something out actually on the chart because I, I think it's important what you said. If you look at 2000, this is Ethereum versus Bitcoin, right? And Bitcoiners uh, love to point to the underperformance of Ethereum. But if you look at each cycle, right, 2017, the lows of 0.007, right? And then you go to maybe the next cycle, 2021-ish, you know, you're talking about 0.02, massive move up. Now, even though, yes, it hasn't outperformed since 21, we're now sitting at Mm 0.053, right? So each cycle, Ethereum- progressively does better versus Bitcoin, even though maybe Bitcoin outperforms it hasn't made a new all-time high. And people also seem to forget that in 2017 Bitcoin topped, you know, in December. And then Ethereum went absolutely insane for the next month, mm-hmm. right? And and put in that that high. So I, I think there's just a lot of tailwinds here. Maybe I'm nuts, but I just it it feels like the most obvious counter narrative or counter sentiment trade there is right now.
1: Yeah. And the reason why I like ETHE too, in line with what you just said, is because it does play directly off of that ETF narrative. I mean, the 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 discount's already closed from 15 to, to 11, but that 11 to zero or 11 to three or whatever is significant outperformance. So if Ethereum outperforms Bitcoin, um, then ETHE should outperform ETH in that window as well. And so you'll get something like, I don't know if you remember this, I came on in the spring and I said my number one uh, idea is long, just straight long GBTc. And I think yep. Cheds was Cheds was kind of laughing at me at that time. But that was that absolutely was the was the risk adjusted trade of the year in this sector because like you were arbing the discount, you were long the main asset that was outperforming most of the year, right? And you were doing it in a way that had limited downside because like if the whole market had dumped GBTc, would have held up uh, better than most of those other things. And so. I think going into next year, ETHE is almost, it's, it's a very similar uh, trade dynamic where you've got the ETF catalyst out in front of you and you might have it out in front of you for this entire year, even post the BTC, uh, you know, uh, ETF approval. Um, and you have an asset, again, that's out of favor, that's sitting at like these interesting kind of technical levels where you could get a bounce even if something is fundamentally wrong. Like, Like yep. you could get a bounce, a significant bounce, even if Ethereum ultimately ends up not working. I think that's unlikely, but if yeah, it is Yeah, I'm not, not even working, thinking about the money. fundamentals.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I, honestly, yeah, you're right. Like I, crypto crypto needs narratives, not fundamentals. Right. We all know that Ethereum gas fees are way too high <laughs> and that it's slow and that there's problems with the chain. That has nothing to no bearing on my like idea that the price is going to go up, right? Yeah. As you, a trade. You,
1: you, you might be right. But I also try to think through like on the worst case scenario on the downside, like sure. what, what happens because that's that's what you know, if you don't want to lose money over long periods of time as a value investor, you have to ask, like, what's the worst case scenario? And and I do think, um, like, they'll figure out some of those those issues. And there's still some demand out there for NFTs and DeFi. And there's a lot of like protocols that are built on top of Ethereum that can't migrate that easily. So they may want to be on Solana now, but they're not going to get there this cycle. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the GBTC discount. January 23, we're 50 you percent, know, 48.5 now it's sitting at five point five one percent, and as you said, you're literally looking at ETH, and you have the exact roadmap of GBTC being the best performing asset last year because of the tailwinds coming into an ETF and all of these things, and you have the literally exact same narratives coming for Ethereum.
1: Mm-hmm. And you've got and you've got sentiment that's even worse because the market people were positive on Bitcoin even though Bitcoin GBTC was at negative negative fifty percent. Like the Bitcoin community never turned. On itself, um, the Ethereum community has like vacated. They're turning on each other. They're like making fun of the Bankless guys um, because because it's largely a bunch of traders. That's a difference between the Bitcoin community and the Ethereum and the Solana and all these other communities. Is like Bitcoin community has real long term conviction in the asset and the underlying fundamentals of it, and these other communities don't. Um, they just I don't really see that. it. They, they turn flip. on each other so quickly. Yep. Uh, but that creates opportunities for you know intelligent trading. Again, not a recommendation because I would never recommend somebody else take this trade. But I'm pretty confident it's going to make money in fiat terms, and of course, I'm going to turn around and and buy more Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, just
0: buy more Bitcoin with it. Just a few more things on Solana: the non-vote transactions hit a yearly high. This is generally viewed as a uh, you know bullish for the chain that it's actually being used. That TVL is in in increasing and that transactions are increasing. So, people really are using Solana. I want your opinion on, though, what's happening with the Solana phone here. Solana saga phone orders canceled following inventory management issues. So, as people probably know, this phone was basically dead, right? Uh, it was a very cool product and it totally admitted, listen, we only need to sell like 30,000 of these things to view it as a success but now they literally can't make them fast enough. They're selling for $5,000 on eBay all because of an arbitrage opportunity with a bonk airdrop. This feels frothy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it reminds me of 2017. All the airdrops and everybody was super excited and that was telling you that there was a lot more risk than, than people thought. So I, I, again, no idea like what actually happens to Solana, but but there's enough noise about the incentives for the validators. um, There's enough, there's enough noise about uh, activity on chain, some of it being like fake uh, essentially. And, you know, of course you hear that in in all these tokens over time and, and especially with like wash trading and and the exchanges, like, like a lot of liquidity we now know is like not been real because people like CZ were so good at that. Um, So I think you always have to be skeptical of like, what's really going on. And even with Bitcoin, right. You have to ask like how much of the Bitcoin premium is is Tether and how much of Tether is actually n- not real. So there, it's always a game of smoke and mirrors. And that's why I revert back to like, what are the things that you could actually know with some certainty? Um, and, and I end up back at Bitcoin as like the only place that I entrust a dollar for 10 years because I'm not confident you'll get it back if you put it in Solana or Ethereum.
0: I don't have it sitting in front of me, but I'm assuming you saw the story about CZ that he increased his net worth by like $25 billion this year, even in the midst of all of this. So his uh, his fine is kind of a drop in the bucket this year. I think he made four or five times what the fine is that he has to pay.
1: And I went on that space with you guys, with with you and um, what's his name, your colleague who does the, the Mario, right? Yep. And And I said, I thought it was a win for CZ yeah. like like good for him he he extricated himself he doesn't need to run from from US law enforcement the rest of his life he can travel again and stuff and it's mostly just a slap on the wrist he'll still have some influence over his company and he'll still have a lot of money um so good you know good for him like I, i'm sure he didn't mean to find himself in this situation when he started out um but you know here we are
0: yeah any final thoughts before i let you go anything uh we should be looking at i mean I, I tend to agree with you that there's going to be this rotation. I'm really looking heavily even more into miners, even though I'm up so big. I just think that right now crypto is such an obvious trade.
1: Yeah, let's see what happens the rest of this this week. Um, uh, we're either going to get a big squeeze in the miners uh, or we won't, but, but that's what I'll be watching the next three trading days to see if we get that. Perfect,
0: man. Mike, always a pleasure. I appreciate you always waking up really early and uh, coming to join, man. Uh, I always uh, learn a lot, and I actually make money on our conversations, which is <laughs> rare with, with our guests. You
1: know, we well, always happy, speak in theory. <laughs> happy New Year to you and and your family, and and I'll see you in 2024.
0: See you too, man. I hope we uh, catch up soon in person. Thanks, Mike. Right. Bye, bye. All right. Well, I got someone else I want to ask if it's time to uh time to sell Solana. Got Christopher Ings, of course, Texas West Capital back. We missed Lax last week. Should I just ask you the question here from the gate? Is it time to, time to sell Solana?
2: No, nah, I think even if you're short term, I think um, we still got a bit higher to go. I got a chart here. I'll pull up in a minute. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, it was um, Gary Cardone who mentioned that he bought some uh, some Solana there. Uh, recently, and he was asking, "Okay, what do you guys normally do here? Do you uh, do, do you, you know, like sell before the end of the year, short term? Do you let it ride, whatever?" And I think for pretty much anything, I mean, um, especially if you're not a trader, you more or less let it ride. I mean, um, you know, the bull market's begun; it should be going on for at least another year plus. Um, and so, you know, whatever you've got, so there's there's little that probably won't, uh, you know, continue much higher uh, over the course of the next year or so. Now, so yeah.
0: Well, let's see what you're looking at on the chart. Uh, I mean, I have, the, I have the Solana chart here. I think Mike kind of nailed the area that you would want to at least see some sort of pullback here in the 120, 135 on a weekly chart. And daily, he was saying a lot of things are ripping and Solana is down a bit today. But I can't give this much meaning. I, I just think, as I said before, if I get an opportunity to uh, buy it lower, I will. And listen, to that people know my Solana was liquidated by Voyager at the very dead bottom. So I'm salty and want back in, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> chase chase the position. No, I'm just kidding. You don't do that. But yeah, so I exactly, you know I, exactly. I, I had a position in Solana from sub thirty dollars that's uh, long gone.
2: Yeah, sorry I forgot to uh, load my chart up there for you. I was you're like, why are you showing yours? <laughs> yeah. All right. So really, um, at the end of the day, what I'm looking at here is we've got three waves down, three waves up, and five waves down. Says it's a flat correction. We've got, looks like uh, five waves up here. So this looks like just a correction or pullback. We should get a rally up from here. But based on the height of this, if this is at least a wave four, you know, based on the height of this, we've got a target of about 144 right now. So, um, you know, we, we were running, you know, I keep that, I update that daily with our, um, with our group coaching guys. And then um, we also were running signals on it from like about 61. And I think those ended up at around 110 or so was the last target on that. Um, and then, you know, I was out for, uh, for Christmas and this thing just kind of kept going to 123, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, especially if we, you know, if if we get this breakout higher here, uh, it should kind of give us that rally based on the height here to about 144, um, at least for right now. And so that kind of gets, you said, what, 135, 136, it kind of gets yeah. us up around there.
0: Yeah. Same area.
2: But at the end of the day, it's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it just becomes a pullback, right? I mean, that, that's all it becomes here. Uh, we have this, you know, again, this great area of re, uh, of accumulation here. Um, and we've just kind of taken off, kind of like with, with Bitcoin, right? We had the six, seven months of sideways, and then it took off. It never came back. And it kind of, uh, this one did it more sideways here. But, you know, Bitcoin kind of uh, reaccumulated as it was rising and then took off again. And we've got this one going here. So, yeah, yeah. And that gives us, by the way, you'll notice, that gives us almost the 200% of the first wave here. So the height of the first wave. 149 or so, almost 149 half gives us uh 200%. So yeah, I mean, everything kind of aligns with that. Uh, and then we'll look for a pullback from there. But uh, I, I think, you know, again, as with most everything out there right now, I think uh, it's all from, you know, more or less, I can say every single thing out there, there's always something that doesn't, but generally speaking, things should just continue rallying for the next year or so.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. So what else are you looking at specifically
2: um, let us see. Well, let's start with Bitcoin here. Um, you know, we've had the pullbacks here. We're just basically going sideways since back here around the beginning of December. So, I mean, it's, it's a big range, but it's over sideways here. It looks like we just had a leading diagonal and a pullback here. You can notice we're finding support on this again, where I was talking about that reaccumulation. It was rising here. Um, so if we extend that resistance up there, we're kind of getting touches on that. Um, and so overall still looking at 50,000, man. I mean, um, you I know agree. the wave circle 3 the 1618 extension so if this is you know 1 2 and 3 here that's around 51,000 you know 950 or so if this is a 1 2 here which is what it looks like um uh, minimum expected should have us up there you know just around 51,000 or so so it's right around that same area uh, so i you know it's still the same target i've had doesn't change um yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean,
0: I can show you another argument for that exact same target uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Obviously, this is the Bitcoin daily chart. I think everybody knows this was that Luna sort of level, right, where we dropped uh, after Luna. To me, getting above 3840 was really the like yeah. serious go time. We had a lot of lower levels, but getting above that and holding above that erased the all of the contagion in my mind of 2022. But for me now, I mean, we're we're forming a pennant here, right? That consolidation, you're talking about uh, decreasing volume, forming a pennant. Now, don't be surprised, people, if this turns into a flag and you get a slightly lower low, it happens all the time, very, very frequently, not all the time. But holding above that level and making a pennant, even if we take, I guess, the most conservative flagpole, right? I mean, starting here, which is a very small flagpole, some people would pull it even down to here. I'm assuming, depending on the breakout, that gives you a target of 54,000 if we break that top resistance regardless of what happens on this, if this trickles down, if we break this top resistance right now in this pattern, you're looking at low 50,000s. That's yeah. like the most basic classic charting pattern you can get a bull pendant or a bull flag, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I, so, you know, again, yeah, I, I don't see any reason to, to freak out or anything. And, uh, I think we've still got some more upside there. Does it happen? Now the question I think is, does it happen before January 1st? That's the question, right? So, um, you know, I, I can't say it won't. I don't know. It seems like a bit, but I, I mean, what, what are we sitting at now? We're at like forty, forty-three thousand. So what is that? Maybe 20%. Uh, we got, what, one, two, three, four days or so. Ah, Bitcoin can do that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to look right now on my chart, like where this would align with uh, ETF. Yeah. I mean, you've got a bull pennant consolidation in here, right here. So that'd be a little far, but that's January 10th.
2: <laughs> so, right? yeah, I mean, I you mean, know, if we just go maybe-
0: sideways through the new year and then we get an ETF approval and we're sitting in a bull pennant technically because it's always in the chart, I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, or or it takes off and then uh, ETF approval comes and it dumps and everybody goes, see, I told you it was going to dump. Oh my God, it's going to zero now. That $12,000 target, still in. capo, was right all along and... <sighs> No, we just get like a you know a wave four kind of pullback <laughs> yeah. uh, into the 30s there, and then we kind of continue higher. I think I think the miss. I've been saying it for a while now. I don't think there's a lot of hope to get back here to 31. I think um, you know that 34 to 36 would probably be the much more likely target, especially if we're getting up there to like 52 or 54 or something like that. Um It doesn't mean we can't go to 31, but I think that becomes a secondary thought, not a primary thought at that point. So,
0: But just so people are listening, that's saying, hey, we go to 50-52, and the prices we're at right now are very much still in play after that, and even a little lower.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. If you've so- been here
0: before, you expect it. You're not even scared of it, but just letting you know. Just because yeah. you go to fifty doesn't mean you ain't back at forty again,
2: <laughs> right? There's got to be pullbacks along the way, right? So I mean, you uh,
0: want them, right? We need these yeah, healthy, we need these healthy pullbacks. We we we're already doing that. Uh, we're already doing the thing where we don't retest key levels and uh, we go parabolic, and they eventually come back, guys. I mean, yeah. even that twenty thousand level that was never to be retested from the uh, two thousand seventeen high, we eventually got back there. Yeah, right? I mean, it just it, <laughs> it just seems to happen. So in that context, I think I see an ETH BTC chart up there, and I was yeah, yeah. What it got so I would love your look at that. Yeah,
2: yeah. So before we were kind of looking at possibly a bottom over here, uh, and as you can see, we pulled back. So I've just adjusted the count a little bit, but I mean, to me, the key thing here, I've seen a lot of people say there's absolutely nothing bullish about this, um, but again, I think that just goes to you know show the difference in in the way that we look at it. Again, this does appear to be um, accumulation here. Uh, we've got the, uh, the volume over here being this spike of volume at the swing low and this one over here being much, much lower. That's what we want to see. There's less selling going on and we're getting a lower or higher low. Um, we did this bullish SFP here. This is the weekly chart. So the week of uh, December 18th, uh, just below the week of October 30th, we got that great candle right there. And here we are breaking out above the uh, descending resistance. Um, you know, again, First, the, the, the first and second targets here still stay the same uh, 064678, and then 07362524, or whatever. But getting through the first one is the, the first hint there that the bottom's probably in. Getting through this one, that's your wave B triangle resistance there, uh, gives the confidence to the count. And that gets us, you know, again, coming up here toward 0.12888. Now, if we break down below the swing low here, okay, we can go lower. But until that happens, uh, you know, you're kind of set there right here. We've got a little range as well. And so, with this little range right here, much like this bigger range, this is your spring right here, kind of like this was over here. So, you're getting the spring, you get a great rally up uh, mid range, and then you're getting this breakout to head higher. I mean, I don't think there's a lot bearish about that. If, if you understand, you know, Wyckoff and if you understand Elliott Wave, I think they're both screaming that it's probably going to go up. Um, yeah, man, I, mean, I of just course talked about this. It.
0: Yeah, I was just talking about this with Mike a bit, but I just want to remind people it's only been oversold on the weekly four times in history, right? This is the fourth time it just happened on that dip down in October. And now if if ETH BTC drops and it hasn't. <laughs> You've you got the wick, but if it closes technically below .052, you're going to have a massive bullish divergence coming yeah. out of overso- yeah. oversold RSI.
2: Just looking for right? a buy opportunity.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I, you know, so any drop here is going to give you a massive bullish catalyst in my mind, which is bullish divergence with oversold RSI on the weekly, right? Which has yeah, only happened four entry. times, even on the weekly, or it just hit oversold for the fourth time ever, which is what's happened in the past and goes up massively, which is what's happened every time it's been oversold. And then obviously not to even reiterate, but all the sentiment markers that, that uh, Mike and I were talking about, just like, it's absolutely, we're in a bull market and people are so down on this asset. Uh, Yeah. It's dead,
2: right? (laughs) I see it all the time and people, you know, getting hold of me all the time, you know, Ethereum is dead. Why are you even talking about it? Because, well, you're the guy that I'm looking for. You know, you, In in aggregate out there, multiples of you are out there now um, feeling this way. And uh, all we've done is break out, retest, and we're rallying now looking to break out higher. Um, So initially, I've got a 3314 target, and then I've got more around a 4626 target. Um, But, um, you know, if we consider that, you know, Bitcoin's coming up to the end of its, you know, before it pulls back a bit. And then we look at the Ethereum Bitcoin chart. It looks like Ethereum's rallying up against it now. Why wouldn't we see Ethereum, you know, uh, continue to rally up there? But I mean, here again, looks like one, two, one, two to me. I think Peter Brandt was looking at this as being a leading diagonal. And I said, yeah, possibly, but until it proves it is, we're going to look here at what we see here. But I think he changed that um, recently as well.
0: Uh, I mean, I also like the ETH USD chart. I mean, just even zoom out on the weekly, like 2159, this area, whatever you can call it, you could call Mm -hmm. the high, maybe 2140. That was flipped. That's yep. a major key weekly level. It's now been tested to support three times and this candle almost to the penny. Uh, it's, I mean, 25 easy, but that's only 10% up from here. Not even, but I think this is going up to, you know, 3000, something easy, Like easy, yeah. even if, even with bad sentiment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's even, you know, the way we do it. And, uh, you know, again, I kind of caution new traders against these things that we often talk about as experienced traders where, you know, buy when there's blood in the street, buy the dip, um, you know, a uh, sentiment, uh, you know, it means one thing to those of us that have been in a long time. It means something completely different to newer traders that don't have the experience and the time in the market. Um, you know, it's like, okay, well, what's, what dip am I buying? Or what blood in the street am I buying? Or, you know, um, you know, those are always, should be the questions they're asking, but no, they're just like, oh, hey, listen, it said do this. And then they're like, but it kept going down. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And Um, You know, so I'm trying to be better about that myself because I realize that, you know, people are, you know, following along and listening and new traders and I don't want to give them a wrong idea when we're trying to do this. But um, I mean, they they make sense once you understand them. But usually that comes with being through, you know, a couple of cycles uh, in whatever market you're in to get a feeling for understanding what that actually means. But, you know, the sentiment right now is is what I'm talking about. So it's not when you're you know, your timeline is, oh, everybody's bearish or everybody's bullish. Uh, because again, you know, social media timelines, uh, social media algos, posting what they think you want to see. Of course. So it's not necessarily what's actually going on. Um,
0: what else you got up there?
2: Let me see here. I've got. Uh, oh, let's talk about. Well, oh, we did talk about saw, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we um, XMR is one of my interests right now. Um, you know, te- basically the same thing we're kind of looking at with uh, more or less mm-hmm. with Ethereum, right? We have this uh, consolidation up to resistance. Not saying that it's an uh, ascending triangle, but just that. There are higher lows up into this resistance area. So if we can clear this at around 187, 190 or so, based on the height, the widest part of this consolidation, that gives us a target up here at about $312.5. Um, and, you know, and then that's just the beginning, you know, again, on the way higher. But this thing's been going sideways now for, you know, this is the weekly chart, for about 553 days. Um if we're looking at it, it does look like accumulation with the volume and price action um, that we've got going on. Uh, and, you know, again, you know, we've, within this, we have those higher lows up toward this consolidation area. So my thoughts is that this is going to break out pretty good. Um, you know, it, it might take a little bit to get through the initial area here, but it should head out there at least to 312 and a half. And then from there, ultimately should break out to a new high. You can see we've got kind of this double top area here. Um, and so looking to break out above that and continue up. So
0: classic coins, classic coins. What's yeah, next? Yeah, tell
2: you, right? Um, yeah. Oh, here was something I found interesting. Uh, Was this inverse finance, I think? Let me see here. Yeah, inverse finance, INV. Uh, we've got this uh, one, two, three, four, and then this uh ending diagonal here is five. And we've broken out, retested as support. I think we hit up higher. Initially, I've got a target of 66 and three quarters and then about $76 or so. Those are my two initial targets. As you can see, that second one kind of gets us right at this. Um, right into this first uh, kind of support resistance area right here. Um, But ultimately, once we break out above that, we should be rallying back up here at least to, uh, was that, 718? Um, So from the the 770 area, there'd be about a tenfold run there. From where we're at right now, uh, just a bit more, you know, 17, 18 times, something like that. Uh, But, you know, again, with everything else, um, there's a good chance you're going to see a a new all-time high coming from it during the cycle. Um, and you know, it is an alt alt's fly, uh, you know, the, 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 the real key is being in at these lower levels when you're getting this confirmation of, of, a, of what appears to be a bottom coming in no guarantees, obviously, you know, that's trading, but, um, yeah, I think especially if we hit those two levels, I think we kind of pull back and then, uh, really kind of take off toward that all time high.
0: Yeah. That's so. good. What else you got there? I see you got a couple more.
2: Yeah, and so if we've got Ethereum going, ETC, Ethereum Classic should be running as well. Um, this is just yeah. a big bird's eye view of the chart Weekly. A uh, great bit of accumulation appears to be going on here. Um, again, we've got uh, accumulation for about 560 days so far, right? Uh, we just cleared this descending resistance here. Uh, we had a big candle spike of volume coming through that. Uh, we're at the eq of the range pop over that, we should rally to the top of the range probably around 4625 next target be 99 and 3 quarters and again i think we do end up breaking out higher there um you know i, th- I think it's i think it could quite you know could get crazy uh, same thing with ethereum right we're looking at ethereum probably really busting out uh making uh, a nice big run during during the cycle um and you know again if ethereum's doing it Ethereum Classic should do it. Which, for those of you that don't know, it's called Ethereum Classic because it is the original Ethereum chain. The Ethereum you guys are looking at is the uh, is the uh, chained is the uh, uh, what do you call that? The break off of it when they had that issue and they rolled it back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, Ethereum's gone. Cool. Ethereum Classic should be going with it too. I uh, got a lot going on there. And finally, talking of old school, there's another one back. Oh man. Look at that chart basic, man. Look at that clean attention that
0: is. Choke it. Yeah. Um,
2: this is absolutely beautiful. I love it. Again, it does appear to be accumulation here looking at that price action and volume. Um you know, we have we have this this dip down. We have another one here. Uh, looking at a smaller range right here as well, which is really kind of um makes it makes it look really good. Uh, you know, we've got that pull back there into this previous resistance to support, breaking out the resistance here. Uh, 35 cents, then 45 and a half and then 69.3 cents are my targets locally here. But again, like everything else, um, you know, this does appear to be one, two, three, four, five. Uh, and then we've got a, you know, or pullback of about 78, six. So I think we, uh, we break out and rally higher. Um, so we get into the, the dollars there. So, you know, a lot of people, they come in, here's one big thing. which just want to say real quick. I know a lot of people are telling new traders that are coming in. Hey, listen, you know. Don't worry about previous coins. Just look at the ones that are getting hyped this time. But here's the thing. If you can't trade the older coins, you're going to have absolutely no luck trying to trade the craziness that's with these new ones that just pop up and rocket for no reason. And so what you're basically doing is you're throwing in money and hoping it goes up. You're going to lose money most likely, okay? Don't listen to that. Um, I would say look at the ones that have more chart, that have more history that you can work with, especially if you're a newer trader. Uh, because yeah, the other ones definitely. that don't have anything, you're just hoping, and you never know when to pull out, and then and then you're gonna to do too soon, and then you're gonna be crying. You go to try to get back in, and then it's gonna go the other yeah, way. Yeah, because there's tomorrow. literally
0: not even a resistance line when they just go straight up from launch. That you're just gambling. Then exactly. it's wonderful if you got in early, but yeah, it's impossible to know when to sell when there's literally no nothing above price action.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of these charts, guys. That look good. Look back the ones that have been around 2017, 2018. Um, they give you a lot easier trade because they do have the um, the resistance and support and all those levels on it already. Uh, you don't have to guess. But ultimately, again, I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier. Uh, you know, the cycle's just a year in now, and um, you know, it's it's got a lot further to go. And so, pretty much everything—not not, not everything—there's gonna be some things that aren't, but most of everything is probably gonna rally and see new all-time highs uh, at some point during this cycle, or at least get pretty close to it. So. And they're all down here toward the bottom for the most part. So, you know, if you only had really a few that have gone up, like Sol or Link is moving up, you know, things like that. But uh, these other ones still got a lot of room to go. So you can uh, have a chance to make a lot more money that way, I think.
0: So you're not bearish on anything, really. It's the just, dollar. You know, now we look at the, like, okay, dollar. nothing in crypto. You're still very <laughs> bullish crypto. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Bearish the dollar. We'll talk about that next time because we got to go. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, the dollar looks like it's rated. I, dude, we talk about it every week. You know, low 90s, high 80s. Nothing's changed there. It's not even worth looking at. All right, man. Well, everybody follow TX West Capital. Of course, Mike Alfred from before, I believe, is at Mike Alfred. Um, Awesome, man. Love doing this every Wednesday. Uh, So I guess I will uh, see you next week, everybody. And we will be back, of course, tomorrow. Santa Claus rally. Let's see if we can get it in in Bitcoin, man.
2: Let's get it.
0: All right, man. Thank you. Bye, everyone.
1: Let's go.